Insights into the elements of process safety, the only process safety podcast where each week industry professionals discuss their hands-on experiences and industry-tested solutions of the 14 PSM elements. Brought to you by Smith & Burgess, the trusted process safety advisor to the world's leading companies. Hello, this is Dick Baum, Senior PSM Consultant with Smith & Burgess. Today's topic is going to be management of change. Probably the single most important element of the PSM program. Management of change covers three areas. What three areas? Technology, facility change, and personnel. A change in technology is a process change that may invalidate the process hazard analysis, so changes must be rigorously reviewed. A facility change, changes that can have catastrophic consequences, so these changes must be reviewed and PSM requirements defined and documented. The process is documented in the process safety information packages, PNIDs, standard operating procedures, training, If a change is made to process safety information package, it's a change in technology. If it's not a change in technology or replacement in its kind, it's a facility change. And what do we mean by replacement in kind? Replacement in kind is an exact change of a piece of equipment with no deviations from the original design. There are all types of different changes, alterations, repairs or replacements involving changes in specification, materials, or methods of installation. Physical changes and additions to existing systems and equipment, including piping, vessels, instrumentation, process control systems, safety systems, software, alarms, interlocks, structural components, and electrical systems. So the first two, just in, just in general, you know, if you're going to add a bleeder valve to something, that's a management of change. If you're going to put in a new pump with a larger impeller, that's a management of change. If you're going to reroute some piping and put in a bypass piping, be it temporary or permanent, that's a management of change. Any kind of new instrumentation that's not a replacement in kind, if you're going to install a, an individual high-pressure switch or a individual high flow alarm. Anything of that magnitude is a physical change that needs to be reviewed under the management of change procedure. There's other changes that fall under management of change and these are changes in operating parameters. Maximum intended inventories are conditions that exceed the limits defined in the process safety information or operating procedures for the process. If you're running a refinery or a chemical plant and you want to increase the flow rates, that has to be reviewed under a management of change. Everything that's going to be affected would have to look, you would have to look at and evaluate for the safety uh, aspects of that change from an operating standpoint. Replacement of kind is for documentation only and replacement of existing equipment that's identical does have an exemption that's called replacement in kind. That is the only exemption for management of change. The other thing that should fall under management of change is removal of existing equipment. If you have a facility or a piece of equipment or even piping that's no longer necessary and you want to remove it, 
you should review that under a management of change. This allows for a complete look at what your goal is, removing some piece of equipment, and to make sure that A, it's done safely, and then all the process safety information gets updated and brought current. Some of the things that can be uh, removed or changed would be piping vessels, instrumentation, process control systems. The process control systems, if you're going to change from a one different uh, different operating system for a control system that should be reviewed under management of change as the functionality of a different controller could have different uh, impacts on how the system is run and controlled. Safety systems have to fall under management of change. Alarms and interlocks have to fall under management of change. Structural components and electrical systems should always be reviewed under management of change. You have to have an established MOC procedure. The PSM standard dictates it. And it has to define a certain number of things that are required. First of all, the purpose of the change. Why are we doing this? The other thing that has to be noted is the technical basis for the change. So why are we doing it and can it be done correctly? Then the description of the change. The description of the change in the MOC procedure should be very detailed. Uh, if you're going to add a bleed valve or you want to put in another block valve, you need to explain why you need to do that. It makes it better for the uh, management of change review to understand fully why the change is taking place. Everything needs to be evaluated on the safety environmental impact. There has to be a portion of the management of change document that evaluates the change from a safety standpoint and to see whether or not and what level of detail needs to be reviewed for a process hazard analysis. It can be as simple as a what-if checklist or it could be as detailed as a full has-up. A simple change on the front end of a processing unit could change several different parts of the facility downstream of the change. Everything has to be reviewed. The changes in the operating procedures and the uh, P&IDs has to be incorporated into the management of change and it has to be updated and documented. Training and communication for any operations or maintenance people that are involved with the change has to be conducted. And the most important thing about management of change is we need to establish and set some good guidelines for how long management of change documents can be open. Typically, a management of change is something that's going to occur and needs to occur rapidly. Those types of management and change documents should be closed uh, relatively quick because you have to conduct a PSSR and you want to have all your documentation in order that you can, that any changes you've made, you've uh, performed all the safety analysis that need to be conducted and that it's okay to make the change, complete the change, and then continue operation. There are temporary management and change documents that can be generated, Temp temporary management of change uh, comments for me are, if they're temporary, make sure they stay temporary. Uh, don't let a temporary management of change become routine operations. That's not the function of the management of change document. The other part of the management of change document is that there are people that must approve for each line item that occurs during the document. So if the process safety information needs to be updated, P&IDs, operating procedures, the relevant person for that needs to sign off on it. <clears throat> There's always going to be one person that's in charge of the 
complete document, and that's usually the person that initiates the management of change. And it's their responsibility to make sure that all of the appropriate closure has been completed. Management of change documents, along with uh, similar to recommendations, need to be tracked because you don't want to have them open, but you don't want to close them until everything has been completed. I always like to summarize management change this way, so anybody that's ever heard me talk before, you get the baseball story. So for me, process safety management is 14 elements, and I look at it as baseball, and the cover of the baseball is the management of change element. It affects everything completed, or everything involved in the process safety management system, whether it's mechanical integrity, procedures, uh, PSI information, training, the list goes, uh, human factors and facility siting, the list is just endless, but everything is encompassed by the management of change document. It's the single most important element there is. It's also a proof of how the safety culture is in a facility and how committed they are to process safety management uh, on how they complete and follow their management of change guidelines. So that's it for today's topic. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Smith & Burgess's Insights into the Elements of Process Safety. Visit smithburgess.com for more process safety white papers, case studies, presentations, and of course, podcast episodes.